0: who share their knowledge and expertise, all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Sam Richter, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast.
1: Oh, it's really great to be here. I'm really excited to to speak with you and all the listeners. I'm excited about this
0: conversation. I always love talking about sales. It's one of those things that architects uh, have have traditionally neglected. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many of us sort of have this feeling that sort of creeps up the back of our spine when we start thinking about sales and how the yes. sales work. Uh, traditionally, architects never sell sold. So it's something relatively new to our profession in the last few decades, We're talking, you know, centuries of a profession. Um, but I love talking about sales because that's the thing that makes us more successful, yeah. our, our, our sales. Um, so let me introduce you to, uh, to our community here. Sam Richter is an international recognized expert on digital information and is considered the father of modern day sales intelligence. His award-winning experience includes building innovative programs for startup companies and some of the world's most famous brands. Today, we're going to talk about sales intelligence for architects. Before we get there, I want to know more about you, where you've come from, Sam, and how did you acquire your superpowers for sales?
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's kind of a goofy story. You know, I started out, uh, I'm I'm actually a pretty severe introvert. So I started out as a journalism student, uh, kicking an advertising track. And I I wanted to become a copywriter, which I did, Uh, basically sit in a closet all day and write copies. So probably not too unlike uh, many of the listeners today. It's like, I just want to be an architect. I just like to to build things. You know, I used to love to build things too, by the way. I mean, I, I used to build Lego houses and Lego Star Wars ships before they had the plans. So, yeah. so I I feel like I'm 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 with my family here today. Absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, I became a creative director like many of the architects listening today. They probably started out in a large firm, never thought in the world they'd ever have to sell, but fast forward a little bit, all of a sudden they become a principal, a partner in their firm, or they branch out, own their own firm, which is exactly what I ended up doing. Became a creative director, and then I owned my own firm. And Well, goodness, uh, now all of a sudden I had to sell. Now all of a sudden I had to go out and share my ideas. And one of the things I learned, this was way before the internet, was if I went and spoke with a receptionist of a potential client, they'd share a lot of information. I'd ask really good questions. You know, tell me about your boss. Tell me about where your company's going. What are the biggest threats you have? And then when I met with the boss, I would reiterate a lot of what I heard from the receptionist. There'd be a long pause kind of like, how do you know all that? And, and then they they talk about themselves. And, and then I'd be able to align kind of what I did for a living with what they were saying. And wow, fast forward, I, I actually ended up selling a lot. The internet came out and I started to play with it and use it and realized that a lot of what I was asking the receptionist, I could get on my own. And that was really the genesis of everything I learned. So I want to be really, really clear on one thing. And that is that sales is not a dirty word. Sales is the lifeblood of our business. And it, it, it's really, I think it has a negative connotation because a lot of people think of sales as I need to convince somebody to buy something. Well, right. as an architect, that's not what you're doing. What you're doing is you're saying somebody has a dream. Maybe it's building their their restaurant. Maybe it's building their, their uh, dry cleaning store, or nursery school. Maybe it's building their dream home. And so what you're doing is you're helping other people live their dream, fulfill their goals faster, more efficiently, certainly more effectively, more profitably, if you will, than they could ever do on their own. So you're not selling anything, you're helping other people achieve their goals. And, and so that's really the, the mindset that I had, being this person who didn't want to sell, that the mind shift that I had that I'm sure many architects deal with as well is, is I don't want to sell, but I do want to help fulfill dreams.
0: Right, right. So how do we do that? You, 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 um have coined this this term sales intelligence mm-hmm. um that's basically taking that which which you had said earlier taking that information that you can gather um, and use it in order to to increase sales so so yeah. can you talk a little bit about what sales intelligence is and how we might be able to to leverage some of that?
1: well it's really not a new concept I, I really uh, I think I'd say a variation of one of my favorite books by Dale Carnegie, How to Win yep. Friends and Influence People, written back in the 1920s. And Carnegie said at the time, and I'm sure I'll paraphrase this a little bit, but it was, it was uh, the sweetest sound in the English language is the sound of someone's name. And where I would say the modern version, some people call me the modern version of Dale Carnegie is the sweetest sound in the English language is the sound of someone's name based on what they care about because when we can walk into a meeting and we know something about the other person, their past, what they do for a living, what they're trying to achieve. Well, then what we do is we gain permission to ask better questions. When we ask better, more intelligent questions, we're able to build trust. Uh, The other person feels comfortable. Wow, this person knows what they're talking about. This person's talking to me. And then uh, again, that's where we're able to, when you ask those better questions, you're able to align your solutions to what the other person cares about. So sales intelligence is really two parts. It's the how. So how do you use search engines like Google? How do you use social media? What is the invisible web? How can you find information on people? And then that's the how part. And the why part is quite simply, because most people are amazingly passionate about themselves. They don't care about you. They don't care about your firm. They don't care that you've been a family run architect for the last 50 years. They don't care about any of that. There's a great quote by Teddy Roosevelt said, and I think it's so true in the architecture world. Nobody cares about how much, you know, until they know how much you care. And that's really the essence of sales intelligence is knowing about somebody before you walk in the room. So you can ask better questions.
0: So as I'm thinking about this, uh, you know, I'm cons- I'm looking at how I find clients as an architect, mm-hmm. um, and much of what you're talking about, I could I can understand how to do that with a commercial project, right? So we're sure. working with a company or or a brand and be able to go online very easily, very quickly, do some Google searching, uh, learn some information about the company and how it works, and maybe find out a little bit about the people that work for that company or, or the person that you're going to meet with. Um, Let's start there, but then I wanna to go to residential where it gets a little sure. bit more complicated where you're talking about a private, uh, a private client. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share a little bit about the process of going through, let's say I have a restaurant mm-hmm. uh, client that wants to design a new restaurant. Yeah. What, are, what are the steps that I need to take as an architect before I meet with that client?
1: Well, I would even start before that. How did you find the restaurant client? Maybe it was a referral, uh, but there are ways you can use the internet to find people who are considering opening a restaurant. So, for example, uh, a website like uh, You Got the News, which is a free website which nobody's ever heard of because I built it, but it's a it's a very powerful news search engine. And what you can do is you can find out well what uh, what what by, by typing in the right terms where are new developments going on? Who's interested in opening a restaurant? Okay, so now. I built my lead list, if you will, and I know that you're interested in a restaurant. Well, I want to know what your background is. What kind of restaurants have you opened in the past? Is this your first time having a restaurant? Maybe there's some articles that, that where you've talked about. Maybe it could be a local newspaper article where you've talked about that you want to, you know, you want to build a family-friendly, dog-friendly type of a restaurant. Or maybe you're looking to build, you know, the first, um, you know, authentic French restaurant restaurant in in our town whatever it might be but try to align with what your goals with my experiences because let's just say I mean this, this is kind of an extreme example but let's say I find that that you're that you you know you you, you spent the last year over COVID you went to France you became a sommelier you know whatever I mean and, and you want to bring all that back to the United States and I walk in and I haven't done my homework and I just talk about all the great burger joints that I've helped design right there's going to be a disconnect Versus, if and, and this is some of the language I teach. If I walk in and I say, "Hey, you know," the, uh, before I meet with people, I like to do a little bit of homework. And well, I saw that that article in uh, you know Illinois Digest, so one of those local magazines uh, that talked about this and that and that. You know, wow, I found that so interesting. Can you tell me more? So, just doing a little bit of homework uh, can go a long way.
0: And what about if it is a is, it is a private client, somebody sure, that, more of that's a residential. Yeah, some, somebody that's that's hiring us to design a new home, maybe, um, you know, whether it's a, a small addition or maybe it's a, a you know, uh, an executive that although executive might be easier because they're, yeah. they're a little bit more public. Let's So let's go to the more difficult one. Uh, let's let's say it is a private client client that doesn't have a lot of information very quickly available on the Internet. What do we do there?
1: Well, I, I would somewhat disagree in that there actually is a lot of information about people on the Internet. Uh, again, it could be the first place I'd go is a LinkedIn profile. Uh, What we're looking for is to find something in the person's background that's interesting, that allows me to ask better questions, that tells me a little bit about their life. Now, something that's really important to keep in mind, just because you have information doesn't necessarily mean that you have to share that you have information. So if I know that you work at a company, Maybe I'll, uh, that, that helps inform my questions better. If I see that you're the volunteer at the local soccer association, I can see, you know, I can do some searches to determine where you've donated money, which kind of gives me insight into your core values, what's important to, to you and your family. Uh, so those sorts of things, because typically, it, you know, as I like to say, all the, you know, the marketing efforts. So, so Mark, you, you, you and your team do an amazing job teaching architects how to market themselves, how to position themselves. Well, that's all well and good, but what that does, that does, you know, great marketing has never sold anything, right? What that does is it gets you in the maybe pile. The maybe pile is you're one of three architects. No, I don't care if somebody's adding a 20,000 square foot addition, or they're doing a $5 million project home. Uh, you're in the maybe pile. They're looking at two other architects besides you. So there's three in the maybe pile. Now, from the buyer's perspective, all three of you are equal. All three of you can do in the job at the price because that's how you got in the maybe pile. So who's going to win the business? Well, it's typically the person who people do business with people who they like, who they trust. And how do you like somebody? Well, it's those, typically it's the accumulation of little things over time. So for example, I might even look at your Facebook page, your LinkedIn account. There's articles out there on most people. And that'll tell me, do you have children? Do you like dogs? Now, I'm not going to say to you, hey, you know, I was spying on you online. I see you like dogs. (laughs) But it might help form my question a little bit better. You know, maybe maybe I would never ask somebody, do you have pets? Maybe that's just not part of my questionnaire. But knowing that you have pets, I might ask you that. And oh, by the way, the samples I bring along then are might be the ones where I built a little doggy roaming area out in the backyard, you know, those sorts of things. It's those little things over time that add up to the big things.
0: So th- it's, this, this sounds like a lot of preparation in order to, to uh, get to the point where when you have that meeting, you have the information you need to, to gain an advantage over your, your competition. Let's take a break to thank our sponsors for their support of this episode. As architecture demand increases toward pre-pandemic levels and beyond, how are you and your architecture firm keeping up? RCAT is here to help. RCAT.com offers several free tools to help architecture and design firms like yours get work done faster. Use RCAT's powerful search engine to find the right products for your projects and download BIM, CAD, and specifications right there on the same page without needing to pay or register. It's free. RCAT.com also offers product videos, catalogs, green reports, product certification information, outline and short form specification generation, and so much more. Visit RCAT.com today. RCAT.com is your one-stop solution to help increase your productivity and get more projects done faster. That's RCAT.com. ARCAT.com FreshBooks makes it simple to send invoices, post your expenses automatically, track your time for your whole team by project, and get organized with financial reports, communication, and notifications. My favorite feature in FreshBooks is the automated invoice reminders. I think sending invoices and getting paid is one of the biggest barriers to our success as entrepreneur architects who has the time. But if we don't send out the invoices, we don't get paid, right? FreshBooks makes it easy to send out your invoices and get paid fast online with a click of a button. And when your client doesn't pay you on time, FreshBooks will send them a friendly email reminder through a simple system that you control. Sign up for a free 30-day unrestricted trial and get ready for the simplest way to be more productive organized and most importantly get paid faster go to entrearchitect.com freshbooks and enter entree architect in the how did you hear about us section that's entrearchitect.com freshbooks please visit our platform sponsors today and thank them for supporting you the entree architect community we're talking to thousands of small firm architects, lots of sole practitioners, leaders sure. of very small firms. Um, they are wearing many, many hats. Every episode, there's another thing, another task that they have to do that, that they've heard on this podcast. Um, and they're one person. Yep. Um, and so this is important. This is something that will help them get the, the jobs that they really want. Um, but how do they do that efficiently? How do they do that quickly? Is there a system that they can use in order to... Uh, to find this information quickly, be able to uh, leverage that information so when they do get to that meeting, they didn't have to spend two days doing that research in order to, to gain that project?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because we are architects. We're not librarians. And so the concept I use is called the three-by-five. You know, spend three minutes trying to find five pieces of information or five minutes trying to find three pieces. It's, not, it's a cute little saying. It could be 15 minutes. sure, But it's not two hours. And you know, so simple things like when you're in LinkedIn, I mean, little tricks like that most people don't know are when you're searching for a person's name, put the person's name within quotation marks. When you do that, you'll get way better results. Uh, if, so for example, if you put my name, if you just typed in Sam Richter, well, it's, it's a bad example because I've done a pretty good job of searching <laughs> and optimizing myself. But if you put Sam Richter into search engines, uh, just without quotations, you'll pull up every website in the world with the word Sam and every website in the world with the word Richter. So you'll get articles about Uncle Sam providing tax incentives for people that have hit by earthquakes that were a 7.0 and above on the Richter scale. Those two words have to appear somewhere, but in no particular order. So just quotation marks. Searching with a minus sign. So again, using me as an example, if you go in type in Sam Richter within quotes, well, you'll find there's there's a Sam Richter who's a hockey player. Minus hockey. So in your search, attach a minus sign to the H. So no space after the minus sign, and you'll remove all the results with the word hockey in it. Now here's the neat thing. What I just described will work in Google. It will work in LinkedIn. It doesn't work in Facebook. Facebook is a horrible search engine. So if you're looking for Joe Smith in Facebook, it's not going to work. But if you're looking for Joe Bufutnik in Peoria, put Joe Bufutnik, Peoria, no quotation marks. It doesn't matter in Facebook. But those sorts of things, using sources like you got the news to find information. So those are kind of the manual way of doing things. And and I built some tools. So that's is that when I speak, I like to pull back the curtain on the Wizard of Oz, where I teach the manual yeah. way of doing things. And then I've kind of built the Wizard of Oz. I have built these, these uh, for lack of a better term, if you could go to Google and say, just build a build a search engine just for architects that's what i've done so i've built one for people in the construction industry or, or excuse me who who sell into the construction industry like architects that really automated
0: is, is that something that's public or is that a, a paid for search engine
1: yeah it is it is a pay for it's pretty low price and and uh, I, I i've actually put together a coupon for all of our listeners today real simple web address www.sam1234.com sam the number 1234.com slash build, B-U-I-L-D. So sam1234.com slash build, and that automatically applies a, a 25% discount to it. And there's a full money back guarantee. You know, you can buy it for a lifetime. You can buy it for 30 days, try it, whatever. Um, but you know, again, you, whether you get the tool, whether you do it manually, I have to tell you, the beautiful thing is at a time in history where theoretically, we can access every word ever written at any time on a mobile device most people don't and so just having a little piece of information hey I see that you uh, are on the board of the local American uh, Red Cross or you you know hey you're a member of rotary or hey you're a member of VFW what those little bitty things go such a long way toward building those relationships
0: and it is something that can be systematized it's something that oh, yes. you can, uh, build a, a checklist and say, okay, uh, I want to make sure I, ch- I check LinkedIn. I want to make sure I, I check uh, Google. I want to specifically look for these specific uh, characteristics of these people. Um, and then once it's documented in a system like that, you can have an assistant go through that process. Absolutely. Right? You know your pipeline. You know that you're going to meet with X, Y, and Z this week. Your assistant the prior week can be doing that research. So you know, the week on Monday when you're looking at your calendar. Okay, I'm going to meet with Sam on Tuesday. I'm going to meet with um, uh, Sally on on Thursday. You can have all that information right there at your fingertips. An hour before the meeting, you can review that information. So it's ready ready and available. And then you can go into that meeting.
1: And even things like, you know, simple things like if I were an architect, one of the for sure as I'd be doing on the residential side, I'd get the previous address or the current address, I suppose, because they're building a house, the current address of who I'm going to be meeting with. Probably already have that in your meeting, you know, in your notes. Go into Realtor.com, go into Zillow.com, go into Google Maps. What does their current house look like? What is their style? Uh, and then, you know, a very simple question. And I think it's absolutely fine to say this, Mark, you can say, hey, you know, before I meet with people, I like to do a little bit of homework. So, you know, before I even came down here, I looked on Google Maps, I Google Earth, and I, I, uh, you know, looked at the outside of your house, it looks like it's a very southwestern style. Is that something you want to continue in your new residence? Or is that something that you're looking to get away from? Just that little bit differentiates you from the other two architects potentially that are in the maybe pile. It's like, wow, this person took the time. They care. They care about me. So those little things can go such a long way.
0: This could also be part of your onboarding system. So you can, you can build it right into your website. So when somebody, uh, you know, uh, schedules a meeting with you, they can answer, you know, a handful of questions. You don't want to have too much because that sort of creates too much friction to have the meeting, but you know, you can ask specific questions beyond your name and address that, that I used to always ask You know, do you have a pet? And what's the pet's name? Um, Because I wanted to know if, you know, before I show up, first of all, whether this is a dog person or a cat person, and, you know, it gives me a little bit of information, but it's also always good to know the the dog's name when you show up and the dog starts barking at you. Um, And so that
1: those are all things that can be automated pretty, pretty easily. Oh, and, and, and right there is just a perfect example. We're dog people. You're an architect, Mark. You come to our house. If you walk in and say, Oh, that's Chloe, the pug. Oh, right. Is it okay if I give Chloe a treat? Okay. No matter how great the other two in the maybe pile are, you've already won my wife's heart. It's done. I don't have a, I, I do not have a say And at this, yep. at this point, I do not have a say in which architect we're going with. You've won my wife's heart. It's over. And, and that's a, that, you know, that's on, on the relationship building side, on the prospecting side, Sales intelligence is even even more powerful. So for example, you know, looking at city council meeting minutes, um, and, and again, all these things are are automated in the Intel engine, but you can find them on your own. The Intel engine really is just a, a power Google search. But if I if I know who is building a new development, where they're building it, if I know that a major company is has announced that in two years they're relocating to my city. Well, then i can go in and i can find out well who's in charge of operations who's in charge of finance who's in charge of i want to get in front of those people now before they even start specking out their project so all these things are for lack of a better term findable uh, and you know and again it's this you're an architect you're not a librarian a lot of this work in my opinion uh, in terms of the prospecting side could be done you know what four o'clock on a friday where you're just kind of brain dead I call it sales triggers. So a sales trigger is a disruption going on in another person's world where they might need you. So spend an hour on Friday finding some sales triggers. A sales triggers, who's moving into my city? Who's, uh, uh, if a big company's moving, well, heck, there's going to be a lot of executives that are going to be needing new houses. Maybe I can reach out to HR at that company and offer my services. Uh, hey if if ten executives sign i'm making this up up ten executives sign with me you know everybody gets a discount or something I don't know uh, you can find out companies who are expanding uh, that are uh, you know they're adding new you know they've announced that they're expanding companies that are receiving funding hey, if you just receive fifty million dollars, my guess is you're gonna need some new office space so that that's something you can do on a Friday and just say hey you know i'm gonna find five six seven, company leads that I should be calling on next week, because there's a disruption going on in their world where I can provide value. And then even go into, you know, I know you teach a lot about referrals. Referrals are awesome. Introductions are better. So if I find out that Widget Corporation is expanding in my community, I'm going to go into LinkedIn and find out which one of my current clients knows the chief executive at Widget Corporation. And I'm going to have that happy client make an introduction on my behalf that will get statistically a 97%. Think about this, a 97% response rate. If you ask for an introduction by name, statistically only 2% of people in sales, and I'm certain that the number of, that number is even smaller for architects, have ever even bothered to ask for an introduction. We ask for referrals. How about asking for a powerful introduction? Those are all the things you can do with sales intelligence.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's super interesting, and and it's interesting to to hear it from you, somebody who has has dedicated his life to sales and the process of sales, the system of sales, but also have has built technology to, to leverage that information. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the future? This is a question that sort of puts your your future hat on. And what what do you think the future of this sales intelligence uh, looks like? Uh, as technology evolves as as artificial intelligence evolves um machine learning do you have any ideas on on what do you think uh, sales will look like in the future
1: i do and and i think that from the sales intelligence side in terms of finding the data that's just going to get easier and easier to some degree to some degree it's actually going to get harder and harder i mean F- facebook used to have a very powerful search engine in fact i i built a tool that sat on top of facebook that you know really helped you find information well as privacy issues uh become more and more important and which they are i'm not saying they shouldn't be uh more and more at the forefront we're probably to, to, in a weird way have access to less information than we might have had 5 years ago so the skill set of finding it's going to be a little bit harder now saying that there are things like artificial intelligence and machine learning that will help to some degree but here's where you know i i think we can all too often focus on the technology side of the future of sales, the future of, of intelligence, the future of selling. I think there's also the human aspect. And where the human aspect, I believe, is going is, it's kind of like right now, we're all, I'm hearing from a lot of my clients, that they're kind of zoomed out. I'm so tired of Zoom meetings. I'm so, and And everyone still is talking about, oh, the hybrid workforce. Everyone wants to you know I'm starting to sense a little bit of pushback. Like I miss people, I miss humans. And so I think to some degree, as technology gets smarter and smarter, and we have the information, we're gonna kind of long for the Dale Carnegie days of the 1920s. Yeah, I know I have all this data, but I want I want a human. I want I want somebody who understands me. I want a relationship. Uh, we're gonna go back to, I, I think the the more information we have the more data we are the more we're going to be longing for those human relationships
0: yeah very interesting what's old is new again it'll it'll as we get all of this information and it becomes ubiqui- ubiquitous and it just becomes part of our life and we're just overloaded with technology and information Are the human piece of us you, you know we will want to be more with people and 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 that will become your advantage that you are so. that you're willing to go and have a meeting one on one with somebody rather than having that zoom
1: meeting i think so i mean if we uh, i'll use a baseball analogy you know but on baseball if anybody's a major league baseball fan everything's now data analytics pitch right. speed spin rate and but yet the the, the 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 real baseball people i know say yeah that's all important and it certainly has a place but, but if I need to, somebody to hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth, I, I know who the player on my team is to do that and it has nothing to do with analytics. Yeah. It might be a 125 hitter, but I know that I can count on this person. The analogy there is that, that at, at the more data we have, there's, there's, still, there's still something about intuition and relationships and understanding other people. And I think that the architects that, that still go into that meeting understanding that and, and having the data, but the data is just the data. The data needs to be used to, as I said earlier, ask better questions and build a relationship because ultimately as an architect, you're not a building designer, you're not a building builder, you're a dream builder. You're someone who takes somebody's dreams and hopes and, and, and everything they've been saving for, for, for years, if not their entire life. And, and you're gonna turn that into reality and they're trusting you with that. They're trusting you to to mold that into reality, and I don't I don't think data that that's how you're going to win the business. You're going to use the data to build the relationship to win the business.
0: Sam, I like to wrap up these episodes with some a call to action for our listeners. Uh, give them one thing that they can do today in order to build a better business for tomorrow. What would you suggest that they do today uh, to build a better business for tomorrow?
1: Sure, I'm going to give you something super easy, and it seems so obvious, but I bet most of the people listening don't do it. Whatever meeting you have today, tomorrow, just do this. Do these two things. One, go into yougotthenews.com, type in the person's name or their company name, and get a piece of information about the other person, and then find their LinkedIn profile and study it. Try to find something in common, something interesting. And so here's the, the, the leave behind. Make sure the first words out of your mouth are about the other person and what they care about. You can use the language that I use. You can obviously change it, but it goes something like this. Hey, before I meet with people, I like to do a little bit of homework. You're a busy person. I don't want to waste your time. Guess what I found? Hey, I saw that you uh, just recently won this big award at your company. Congratulations. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Try to have the first words out of your mouth be about the other person. And watch how the conversation changes.
0: Fantastic. His name is Sam Richter. It's R-I-C-H-T-E-R. Website, samrichter.com. Uh, Sam, just a reminder: you you had given uh, you're gonna give a discount, the 25% discount. Could you just remind us what that code is and all that?
1: Yeah, it's just website. Go to the website. You gotta type this into the web address, not in Google. Obviously, it's a private, private thing. So so go and type in the web address, Sam. One, two, three, four, dot 1234com slash build, B-U-I-L-D, sam one, two, three, four, dot com slash build and the coupon will automatically apply.
0: All right. We'll go check it out. Sam, thank you very much for joining us today here and sharing your knowledge on sales at Entree Architect Podcast.
1: Thank you very much. It was really an honor to be with everybody today. Thank you.
0: If you liked this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a rating, write a review, and share a link to this episode with a friend. That's how Entre Architect podcast will grow to serve thousands more architects, just like you. Thanks to our sponsors, FreshBooks and RCAT for their support of this episode. Links to our sponsors and all the resources we discussed today are available at the show notes for this episode found at entrearchitect.com podcast. Entree Architect is a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network. Gable Media is curated thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a better world. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com, that's g-a-b-l-media.com. And check out Entree Architect Academy membership, ready to edit business resources, live monthly business training for architects, a supportive architect community, and Simple Systems, our business system program developed for you, the small firm architect. It's all waiting for you at Entree Architect Academy membership, including AIA Continuing Education Learning Units. Come join me and hundreds of your entrepreneur architect friends at entrearchitect.com slash join. Enroll today at entrearchitect.com slash join. Thanks for listening today. Love, learn, and share what you know.
1: I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything, I'm not there yet, because it scares the out of me.
0: Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm.
1: Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical.
0: Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio.
1: One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) meant... (laughs)
0: Calling all small firm architects, it's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architect's context and clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There's a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts
1: to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. (laughs) So for me, the the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more.
0: Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.